when I tell you nobody, nobody else is going to chase your dreams for you. You have to start doing what makes you happy. Not just happy, fulfilled, or purposeful, okay? Because a life without purpose is meaningless. And you don't just have to start doing what makes you happy. You just have to start doing it for yourself, okay? You can't be so focused on what others are thinking and you cannot tell everyone. Okay, listen up guys. It is important that you use nuance when sharing your life events. It is okay to share your accomplishments with people who are closest to you. But many of you are not doing that. Instead, you are sharing your dreams and goals that you haven't achieved yet. Listen boo, I know you can achieve it. I know that. But you are not there yet. So it's not the right time to celebrate. It's time to keep quiet and focus on achieving your goals remember there is a time and place for sharing your accomplishments but now now is not the perfect time so pay attention because I see you a lot of you are not doing that and I see you in your stories moving in silence moving in silence I mean like be for real okay oh I'm sorry I didn't even introduce myself I forgot <laughs> if you're new to my podcast my name's Nicole and on this podcast I share ways in which I'm getting my shit together so that you can get your shit together as well so guys if you like the content be sure you are both ears tuning in and also be sure to leave reviews. Your reviews matter and I love reading comments. So, allow me to do the check-in first. How are we all doing? Are we all doing great? Be sure to switch off that coffee maker and say yes to ourselves that we can. Okay, besties? Let's be optimistic about our goals for today. I am not gonna ramble on any longer. Let's jump right in. As I said, a lot of you guys are not moving in silence, and you are allowed. You are obnoxious and you are inconsistent, okay? Because let's say you're gonna do something and you don't. But to understand and break this pattern of oversharing to people your dreams and your aspirations, we have to get to the root of why you do this. The reason I'm telling you guys this is because I've been through it. You know, I have overshared to people just because I wanted them to feel as happy as I'm feeling about my certain ideas, aspirations, and dreams. I wanted them to believe in themselves too. There are a couple of different reasons why you might overshare something in your life. Okay, so first one, you want people to believe in you, right? You want people to validate that you are capable and you will achieve this thing. But it's nobody else's job to believe in you. Although personal motivation is important, external validation can also play a role in shaping our self-concept and helping us achieve our goals. It is okay to seek support and inspiration from others as we work towards becoming the best version of ourselves. Have you ever noticed that the reality we wish for doesn't always aligned with who we think we are. It's like our desires and dreams are in conflict with our current self-image. It can be a real challenge to bridge that gap and create the life we truly want. It's like similar to being at a job. Sometimes you need to learn new information to do your job correctly. And surprisingly, you might ask your co-worker, Hey, am I doing this right? But in this scenario, there is a definite answer. Yes, you are doing it right. No, you are not doing it right. When it comes to creativity, wanting to start a side hustle, wanting to do something with your life, nobody can answer that question for you because it's something you start within yourself. This brings me to the second reason you might overshare something. You want to inspire others. When you are in a group of people, you are sharing their creative ideas. It's natural to feel inspired and motivated to contribute your own thoughts. However, it's important to be selective with what you share. You know what, like oversharing is like revealing all your cards at a poker table and then getting upset when you lose your money. Therefore, it is essential to share just enough to get the idea across without revealing too much, okay? And it's not about isolating yourself or keeping everything to yourself, but rather being smart about what you share with others. Remember, when you are in the beginning stages of planning something, you're still figuring out the full picture. And it is important to keep that in mind as you share your ideas with others. And when you want to bounce ideas off of someone, make sure that that person is trustworthy. 
And if you haven't known them for so long, you might not want to share with them all of your future plans. And if you do know them, well, you still might want to keep it to yourself. Because sometimes the people who are closest to you, or the people who have known you for the longest, still have an outdated idea of who you are in their brain. And when you're trying to step into something different, when you're trying to do something new, it challenges that version of them that they see you as a competitor. Trust me, they will end up raining on your parade. And that's what I say, do what makes you happy and tell no one. And number three, you want to seem relatable. You might overshare to certain people because you want to relate to others you crave connection. Which is okay, but just make sure to not overshare things. And this is normal. It's normal to crave connection. But you have to realize that not everyone has the same exact mindset. Sharing your plans with others might make you feel like you're more likely to follow through with them, as they will hold you accountable. However, the truth is that it's not anyone else's responsibility to hold you accountable for your dreams and desires. You need to own your goals and pursue them with confidence, rather than constantly seeking validation from others. You know what? It's time to break free from proving the energy that society imposes on us and start living life on our own terms. On social media, we are often taught to crave external validation. However, it's time to break free from this hideous mindset. We need we need to stop oversharing on the internet and instead focus on understanding ourselves. By doing so, we can become more selective with what we share with others. Listen, not everyone is meant to understand us, and that is okay. I know, I know it can be frustrating if someone steals our ideas, just like what happened super recently. But we should trust our own unique ideas and not worry about others stealing them because because ours is more factual and the tools that we use to create that idea are precise and theirs, theirs is bullshit. Or let's say an alternative fake application that is already made or the template is already made and all they have to do is copy and paste or upload image or video and voila and that is not creativity honey i consider it as conformity and an act of desperation it is full of hopelessness someone who steals your ideas doesn't think outside the box they just wait and steal your ideas inside the box so if someone does happen to take your idea you can be confident that you have the ability to come up with new and even better ideas let us stop seeking external validation and start trusting ourselves our passion and ideas belong to us and we should be proud of them okay you will feel like your happiness is based on whether or not people accept or deny you as i delved into self-development content i began to confidently share my personal experiences and realizations online I realized that I was able to share certain aspects of my life before fully processing them. Every time I brought out my phone to post on TikTok, I received positive feedbacks from my audience. So this further boosted my self-confidence and made me more reliant on social media. Validating my self-concept and it was toxic and you might ask yourself, well, what's the difference with this? Aren't you doing the same thing? Although being on social media does make me feel vulnerable, I ensure that what I share is something I've already fully realized through a process of journaling and shadow work in my private time. I have jotted down notes of the things I'm gonna say or the goal on every episode before I start talking. This way, the things I share about my personal life are relevant and relatable. Being private about what makes you passionate and doing things for your own sake helps build a certain level of confidence that is fully self-sufficient. You are not relying on other people to validate your self-concept. By doing that, you become an entirely different person. And don't get me wrong, while there's a time and place for people's opinions, I am confident in my own beliefs and choices. 
but in the society we live in today. We are constantly trained to value other people's opinions over ours. We even suppress our own desires. We even suppress our own things that we really want to do in life because we assume that we cannot have it. We suppress our own desires because we fear the perception of others. But what that's really doing is killing our own dream inside of us. Do not push your goals and achievements off and just talk about doing something to other people. Because number one, it shows that you don't actually follow through on what you do. And number two, you are begrudgingly accepting the reality that you are not worth privacy. You are not worth that happiness. It is then decided by others. You might assume by oversharing things, people are relating to you. But in reality, you're just pushing people away. And that doesn't mean you have to be like, oh my god, I'm never going to talk again because every single person has been in a situation where they've overshared something and lamented it afterwards. Instead, learn from those experiences where you overshare things, okay? But make sure, just don't do it next time. Just, you know, just open yourself up to connection and use your nuance, okay? If you want to share something and you know you can trust that someone, then share it, you know? But this episode is mainly directed towards people who go around and share their ideas and dreams with others before they've actualized them. So stop it, besties, okay? And with that being said, you guys, thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to like this episode if you do. Just do all the things that push me onto the algorithm, you guys. And with that being said, hear me out soon enough. <laughs> okay, so also stay tuned or join my mailing list because I have something. Oh, not gonna tell you now. Just something, you know, guys. Bye. to express a massive thank you to Midday Musings with Laura and Stephen for giving me an honest review and exceptional ratings. I must say, ooh, you guys are just simply amazing. Your support and feedback were so genuine and straightforward that it was truly refreshing. Your no-nonsense approach and straight-to-the-point analysis were exactly what I needed. Your review really matters and is really appreciated and it will remain etched because I know I will be needing it as a guide to improve my podcast. You guys out there should definitely check out this podcast. It is called Midday Musings with Laura and Stephen. And it is seriously so relaxing like trust me. You can listen to it while doing anything like laundry, driving, cleaning, walking your dog, you know. And their soothing voices. Mm, yes girl, yes. <laughs> and the topic make for a really chill vibe. Seriously, no bullshit. It's available on all platforms but usually I listen to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Like just give it a try really. I think you will love it. So, since we are on our season 2, I don't want you to get jaded. So, let's break the ice, shall we? Let's have a little break. I mean, why not, right? We deserve hot coffees and lots of self-love with chit-chat. So, let's jump right in. So, here's the thing, guys. I have officially entered my hot girl era because I spent my entire 20s feeling insecure, awkward, not confident about myself and my body, like feeling lost, not feeling like I know my place in the world, and not feeling like where I belong, things like that. Well, now I've come to a place where I really feel so much self-love, I feel so much confidence that I'm like, dude, I'm just here to have fun, okay? I can be myself, I can wear what I want, I can say what I want, and I am just allowed to be who I wanna be. And I just feel like oozingly hot. Not my fault. That's confidence by the way, Boo Bear. What's up you guys and hello to my beautiful people. Welcome back to my podcast. This is your host, Nicole. And this episode, we talk about how to create your dream life. But first off, how are y'all doing? How's your day been? Make sure to prioritize yourself first. Okay besties, sending you love and positive vibes. 
Today, I'm really excited to talk about how to raise your self-esteem and self-confidence. And enter your hot girl era because, I mean, you really deserve it, girl, okay? And to be honest, I wish I entered this era much earlier in life. It just took some time getting to this level of confidence and this place where I feel such freedom to truly be myself and truly express myself in the world. So today, I'll break it down and I'll share some tips to help you get started on your self-esteem and self-confidence journey. Luckily for you, I have a playlist here and down below where I have a previous self-confidence and self-love episodes. So first thing, if you want to boost your self-esteem and self-confidence, you have to feel good about yourself. Okay, honey? And in order to feel good about yourself, one of the most important foundational things you have to do is take care of your physical body. So I'm just going back to the basics, nutrition and exercise. Those are two things you do have to cultivate if you want to feel good about yourself and your body. And the reason is not just for physical looks, okay? It really is biological. I know this might sound a bit like I'm your mother, but you have to be eating foods that are nourishing to your body. Giving yourself enough vitamins, just everything you need to function effectively. As in everything, okay boo-boo? And then you also want to exercise. Put in the effort, okay? Put in the effort, not just to lose weight or to look fit or anything, but because the act of moving your body sends endorphins that make you feel happy and good. And also, it helps your blood and all these things circulate in your body. Circulation is really important because through that, that is how your body kind of flushes out the toxin, flushes out anything that it doesn't need anymore, you know. So if you are living a lifestyle where you're just sitting on the couch or working at your desk, not really moving, then things will get stuck in different areas of your body. Not just physical things like your lymph fluid or whatever, but also energetically, you will feel stuck. It is essential to let the energy circulate in your body, otherwise you will feel dull and sluggish. Whether you look at it from a physical or an energetic perspective, engaging in your regular exercise, proper nutrition, and movement is crucial for your overall well-being. Your mind and body are intricately connected and working on a healthy body is a surefire way to kickstart a healthier mind. Okay, listen up. Remember, everything is interconnected. Everything is interconnected, okay? And neglecting one area can have a significant impact on others. Number two, I have a deep reflective exercise that you can do. So you want to ask yourself, what is the story that you've been telling yourself about yourself? So what do you believe about yourself? What do you believe in your identity? What are you telling yourself about and why you're not good enough or why you're not worthy? Why don't you deserve success or good things in life? Hmm? There must be something that is an inner voice saying these negative things to yourself. And a part of you believes those things, which is why you feel insecure, which is why you have this disconnected between your worthiness and how you feel. So honey, take a dig deep and with each answer, keep asking why. Ask why. They call it the seven layers of whys. So with the first answer, you get ask why. And then just continue asking why, 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 you know, until you get to the core belief and the core origin of where this belief came from. There must have been a place, a time in your life where this belief originated, you know. Maybe something happened to you in your childhood or maybe someone told you something when you were a kid and you started to believe that for yourself. So this is a really deep reflective exercise that you can do to understand why you have these certain beliefs about yourself. If I were to think back, when was the first time that I started becoming self-conscious about my body? It must have been 5th or 6th grade maybe, like when someone laughed at me and said, Hey, you are too skinny like sticks and bones. Although I was told something that may or may not have been true, it made me conscious of my body but I have since learned to embrace and love my body for what it is. There must have been a core memory, an early experience where these beliefs originated. 
And then once you find that early experience or that early core belief, then you can ask yourself, is this really true or is it just an opinion? Is this just something that happened that I took in and absorbed but it's not true? It is not actually who I am. The first step is always awareness, okay? Listen, boo-boo. It is important to take your time and become aware of your thoughts and emotions before taking any actions. Rushing into things can sometimes do more harm than good, really. So please, take a moment to focus on your feelings and try to understand them before making any changes. Remember, these kind of things, even if you're aware, it is not going to change overnight. But at the very least, you now know where it came from. And you now know that you can change your idea about whether you want to believe this thought or not. So at this point, if you want to work deeply on releasing your old limiting beliefs, you can also consider trying therapy. Say, if you're feeling anxious, depressed, stressed, or overwhelmed, BetterHelp app is here to help you. Download the app, fill out the questionnaire, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. So my third point today is a reminder that you get to decide your identity. If you don't like who you are right now, you can change it. The journey to personal transformation begins in the mind. It is essential to understand that your mind is the key to unlocking your true potential. The power to change is within you, and you can take control of your life at any given moment. There are various approaches to this, and one effective way is to identify the areas you want to improve in yourself. You can start by making a list and the things you don't like about yourself. Let's say, I don't like that I'm insecure. I don't like that I get angry at people sometimes or whatever it is. Make a list, babe. And then you can decide that you're not going to be that kind of person anymore. I'm going to choose that I'm going to be that confident person. I'm going to choose to be the person who feels calm and peaceful regardless of what anyone says to me. It all starts with a choice, honey. And then follow the thoughts and the actions. The other angle you can come at, this is simply to define this person that you want to be. Define in detail. What is your ideal self? What is she thinking? What is she feeling? What is she doing? How does she treat herself? How does she treat others? Like, define that ideal version of you in all the aspect ways that you can think of. From the material to what's on the inside and then simply start to become her. Just live like her, him, or they. Once you have your clear vision for what your goal is for your new identity, then it just becomes a matter of faking it till you make it. Becoming that person, acting as if telling yourself affirmation of what this identity believes versus what your old identity would believe. And there is some manifestation work that happens in between. But what's important is, you know where you are and you know where you want to be. The clearer you are on your desired identity, the faster you will become that person. By defining and deeply understanding the thought patterns and beliefs of that new identity, you can confidently step into your new self and embody it fully. See, I wasn't 100% confident that I could say I'm a podcaster or I host my own podcast, but I still said it on the outside. And it's really one of those things where you just say it and you tell yourself and you tell the people around you until you start to believe it yourself. You know what? I host my own podcast. This is what I do. It is just so difficult to be doing everything from 0 to 10. I put it on my vision board until the day that it finally became my reality. So it all starts in your mind and who you choose to be. You know what? I could have easily chosen to become something else. I could have decided to become an event planner. I could have been doing full-time digital illustration. I could have been doing a full-time podcaster, but I chose to multitask what I really love, you know. And then naturally, you know, you're going to go about life and you're going to take action that flow with that identity. So your identity is fluid. You can still somehow change it whenever you want to at any given moment. Let's say if you don't like your current identity, then you can change it. 
So if you don't feel confident, then you can decide to be a person who is confident. How would a person who's confident act? What would they believe? What would they tell themselves? And then you start to just leave it. The decision comes first and reality will follow. So number four, it's obvious for something you should never overlook self-love. So honey, in order to raise your self-esteem and self-confidence, you have to be constantly working on loving yourself, giving yourself more love, accepting yourself, learning to forgive yourself for any mistakes or any awkward things that you've done, anything that you've said. Let's not forget, true self-love is recognizing that nobody's perfect. You are not perfect and that is okay. It is learning to love yourself and accept yourself as you are a work in progress, okay? Because I find that a lot of times when we feel insecure, we don't feel good about ourselves. It's because we don't think we're good enough, you know? Whether it's our looks or the outside or whether it's your skill or just anything. See, the thing is, you don't feel good enough and so you don't feel like you deserve to feel worthy. You don't feel like you deserve to feel love and so you don't give that love to yourself. You don't give that approval and acceptance to yourself. But if you think of children, parents and family members love children. Even if they are not perfect, even if they are definitely a work in progress. You can really have an annoying kid, you know, and still the parent loves them unconditionally because that's what true love is. True love is loving and accepting a person, knowing that they are not perfect, knowing that they are still a work in progress. And whatever mistakes they made, whatever failures they made, whatever shortcomings they have, it's okay. You can still love them. So self-love is being able to have that kind of unconditional love for yourself. So if you don't feel like you're there yet, if you still find yourself judging yourself or putting yourself down for any reason, ask yourself, why do I do that? So basically, where does that come from? It takes work to undo all these negative thought patterns and limiting beliefs. So that is the work that you have to do with yourself. A lot of internal shadow work and reflection to get to a place where you have to let go of all those negative things. And all you find deep down is, wow, I'm amazing. I'm worthy, you know, and I love myself regardless of everything else that happens. The final tip I'll share today that will help boost your self-esteem and self-confidence for the rest of your life is to learn to live yourself and for your own approval and your own approval only. So everybody is going to have an opinion in life. A lot of people judge. Even you will judge other people because you see life in the world through your own lens. But the key to being confident and truly feeling free to simply be yourself is to live only for yourself and for your own approval. Meaning, do what makes you happy. Do what makes you feel good. Do what you feel is right because you have your own set of values in the world. You have your own notion of what you believe is right and what you believe is wrong. But honey, don't apply that set of values and belief system on anyone outside of yourself. You know, it can really be frustrating if you expect other people to live for your approval and vice versa. It is really frustrating when other people expect you to live up to their standards and their values. I mean, geez, like you could have asked first. Let's say for instance, your parents are telling you what to do or what society says, what is right and what is wrong. It is spoiling for both parties because ultimately, deep down, we don't really like being told what to do. We have our own internal compass that knows what we want to do. If you truly listen to yourself deep down, there is something inside of you that tells you, I like this or I don't like this. This feels good or this doesn't feel good. So listen to that and follow that. That's what it means to live for yourself and not living based on what other people are telling you. In life, the most important thing is to live in a way that feels true to your inner self. If you are proud of yourself and approve of your actions, then that's all that matters. When you look back, you should be able to say, I'm happy I did that. What others think of you or your choices shouldn't matter. 
The only thing that should matter is how you feel about your life and the actions that you take. If you can confidently approve of your decisions and the way you've been living your life, then you're on the right track. Okay honey, however, if you feel like you haven't reached that point yet, it is okay. You have the power to start living yourself at any time. Remember, your life is yours and yours alone. I completely understand that it's not always easy, especially if you find that you're someone that is not very mainstream. If you find that you have different beliefs or values than most people, then that's going to feel a little more difficult because there's that tension between what other people expect and what you like. But ultimately, it's your life, so nobody else is going to live your life for you, okay? So you have to enjoy and approve the way you live your life. How much do you feel like you're in your hot girl era, huh? Are you super confident? Do you feel like you can be yourself? Are you living aligned to yourself? Are you living for yourself and for yourself only? So 1 being low and 10 being the highest. I feel like I'm at 8.5. I feel like I'm really good but there's definitely more room that I can grow. Because this is a journey, hun. It's never ending. We're going to always be leveling up our confidence and our self-esteem and self-love. I've realized the more that you love yourself and accept yourself, the more loving and accepting you can be with the world, like everyone else in the world. The less judgmental you are, the more you're like, oh, he's different, that's cool. Or, oh cool, do whatever you want. Or do whatever that makes you happy. Everything feels okay. Even though there's so much chaos and tension in the world. Literally, life feels more easygoing, free, and loving because the world is a mirror. How you feel about yourself is how you're going to feel about everything else that you come in contact with. And so life does feel better the more you love yourself. Alright, sending you much love. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. If you haven't already, do your own thing, boo. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye!